Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Lighthouse Experiment podcast again this week. Chaplain Jim Parkin and myself, co-host Ashley Chandler. Welcome back. What is up, everybody? What's up? What's up? So, man. Yeah. Good things happening. Got a new truck. So that's dope. We're, we're kind of, we're like a good country song. You got a truck and I got a dog. <laughs> Which is wild. Why didn't you guys get a dog? I thought I you didn't like dogs so much. I, yeah, well... Yeah, I mean, I guess I love my, I love my family, and I love my husband, and I love my kids, and so you just do stupid things. I, Sometimes, I was, man. Well, I was kind of before we got on. I was I I knew that I would probably mention this, and so I'm like, I think this is probably one of the dumbest things I've done since college. I think this is like the dumbest thing I've done in 16 years. No, it's not. <laughs> But no, she's sweet. We got a we got an English golden retriever, and we named her Opal. And we've had she's gonna pee in your house. So, well, she's she's been doing great at peeing outside. She's pooped twice in the house. She pooped once by the front door and once downstairs. But so far, she's been she's been great. She's been she's we've had her a whole week. She's only nine weeks old, so she's a little little uh, something. She's a puppy. Yeah, so, this whole weekend, I got to uh, Monday, and I felt like I was hungover from the stress because I'm like, I'm so at my max right now. This is horrible. So wild. I can't even believe it. That's know. cool, though, man. It's cool, That's but cool. I I don't need a dog. Maybe I'll feel differently about that in a year. You can ask me in a year. How do you feel now? <laughs> oh, dude, I'll ask you in six months, and you'll be attached. Yeah, I know. So... <clears throat> Already, I'm we all going, sometimes. sweetheart, I love you. You're so wonderful. You're so uh-huh. great. Yeah, right. yeah. Now, man. yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, we've all done things like that. Like, when we bought our pool, we went to Max Suits on a day that it was, like, 105. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't leaving there. I saw those pools, like, yeah, we're getting one. Now. Which makes no there. sense because you're not, like, getting it and taking it and having a pool. Right. It was, had to be scheduled out, but. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm not about to suffer through we're getting a pool, dude. <laughs> it's a good it was a good investment. And then the camper. We bought yeah. one camper and See, you're fun, Dad. You and guys then are it, fun. and it was it was like, uh, this one we we gotta get a bigger one, a new one. Because this one is cool, but it's smells like mothballs. So we're out. <laughs> a new one. So Yeah, man, but it's cool. That's good. It's all good. Yeah. So that's it. We'll get right into it the topic this evening so as we were kind of talking offline the lighthouse experiment is going to get really like hyper focused is that a word or a phrase what is yeah i mean hyper hyper focused but dialed in dialed in laser focused on like the mental health piece for like first the first responder community and the veteran community and the healthcare community um it's just been weighing heavy, you know, in Genesee County alone, we've lost four people who died as a result of suicide, you know, since like 
2018, maybe 2019, you know, and then we've come through a pandemic and it's really wreaking havoc on people. Like we've said in the last couple episodes, we don't really fully know what that'll have, you know, how that'll look. Um, And it's just, there's not enough resource to get everybody in this industry to help in a timely fashion, you know, because sometimes it's like, like right now, like I'm on the ledge now and you're talking about appointments. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, there's like the crisis number there's nine, eight, eight now, which for someone like me, like sidebar, I'm totally fine. But like, I'm a dude that doesn't like to talk on the phone. There is a texting option. So, you know what I mean? I could, it's good to know. I, I, didn't know that there I would a be option. more apt to give you all the details and like pour my heart out in text than I would be talking. So yeah. for someone that's similar to me who doesn't like to talk on the phone, texting is an option. That's cool. But tonight specifically, when we talk about the topic of suicide and people in crisis like that, what I wanted to touch on was for like our church family and for the, for Christians who are loving and kind and super well-meaning and they just want to help. Um, I just wanted to, you know, it'll seem obvious, but this is for like 40% for the Christians and 60% for the people out there that just want to know that I know this and want me to say it out loud. So the, the Christian Here's it. Kind of if that makes sense. This, yeah, kind of get everybody right. on the same page. Right. So, okay. okay. Like, you know, you hear people, and it's it's undeniable. The undeniable truth here is people need Jesus. Right. Correct. Yeah. There's there's no denying it, but there's times when that's not appropriate to say. Like, if someone is it, this seems like again, it'll seem obvious, but if someone is is crying out to you and they need your help because they have a plan and they are setting out to take their own life to give them some scripture or tell them they just need Jesus. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. It's a weird dichotomy because it's appropriate. They do. But in that moment, like if, if I was holding a gun to my head, and you told me something about Romans and I just need Jesus. I can't say that I wouldn't shoot you. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, what? Or, or let's look at a different situation. Let's look at somebody is in a car accident and they flip upside down in their vehicle. Right. Do you, right. Do you sit there and only pray for them? Or are you going to call no. 911? You know what I mean? Like, right. we, we got to look at the whole crisis situation and, and not saying right. that Jesus isn't enough. But we're looking right. at somebody in a crisis moment. Right. And in those moments, it's the tangible, hands-on, you know, bloody knuckles application, right? There's time for those discussions, right? And later. Absolutely. In the recovery phase, there's time for that. But, you know, and it's, which is also to say that I know people personally that in a desperate moment, just prior to taking their own life is when their salvation came. I know people who were like alone in a room and like, this is it. And we're literally like 
if you are real God, I need to see, I need to know now you need to show me something now because this is it. And in those occasions, that's what happened. But we have to remember as Christians that not everybody's on that same, their process isn't that. Right. Right. Their journey isn't going to look like that. Yeah. There'll be some other time that they come to faith. But in that moment, like we have to be, we have to be willing to do the, do the physical labor kind of, yeah, if that, that makes sense. sense. Yep. That makes sense. It's like, I can remember like pastor Jim said once in a message, he was talking about how it doesn't make sense. Like if you have a homeless guy sitting at the bus stop in the winter to go up and pray for him, like we like pray for warmth, <laughs> but like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or get him to a shelter maybe, or get him a coat. Yeah. Like, but it's, it's all well-meaning and it's what's, what's weird on like, as for us as Christians, is it also, it makes sense that Jesus is enough and prayer does indeed work. Yeah. And we've seen miracles happen. We've seen things cured. Like, but God also works through each other. Right. Like we're called into the family and God, and then we're, we're called to like move and act and do things. And so God answers prayers right. and comes alongside people through people. Right. You know, so it, it yeah. I I mean we we've we've I think we've all experienced some layers of that. I mean even when um Nick was going through a lot of his anxiety and depression stuff, it's like we'd have I mean we would go up for prayer. Mm-hmm. And 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 we'd have people ask them, "What are you so stressed out about? What are you so stressed out about?" you know? And it's like the more that we've we we really had to be patient in the process. And we've learned a lot about the body and the brain and trauma and stress responses and stuff. So now it's, I mean, even, I mean, there was a day a couple weeks ago where I'm at work and I'm all wound up. I'm sitting there doing accounting work and my heart rate starts going crazy. And I'm like, what am I? So, and I looked at Sylvia and I'm like, Sylvia, I'm so wound up. I don't even know what I'm upset about. And she's like, I know you're good. You're okay. I'm like, I'm going to go run an errand. She had a call to take anyways. So I took my lunch a half an hour early, ran an errand and I was able to get on the phone and talk through some stuff with Nick. But I mean, in that moment, I didn't know what I needed. I just knew that I was freaking out. And so from just so many of these things, I absolutely agree. It it doesn't mean that we can't stop and pray and, and, and trust God that he's, but there's so much of. Like in my life, I've learned that God has allowed me to experience a lot of different things so that I can mm-hmm. learn how to become more whole and become right. more like aware of what's going on in me, around me, and then through me too, if that makes sense. Like, And so now it's just I'm, I'm able to kind of see some of that stuff in like in other people around me a little bit better. But right. so, I mean, I mean, all that to say is that if somebody's in a crisis moment, like what 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 do they need? <laughs> like, right. and it's like, messy. Yeah. It's it's messy. Somebody right. that's in crisis is messy, and it's e- mm-hmm. it's easier, I think, sometimes to say, kind of say, "Let me know if you need anything. I'll be praying for you." Right, right, and like, I will say this, kind of a little sidebar tangent of the thing with when you know. I don't want to, I'm going to own this. I'm going to out myself a little bit. You know, 
I've been guilty in my life of when somebody posts something or prayer requests of praying. And then the next thing starts happening, you know? Yeah. Or like I'm scrolling between calls and someone re- prayer request, and I just folded hands or praying or whatever. And then we get a call. Yeah. So now that happens. And then an hour and a half goes by and then we get rip another call. And from the time I would say I would pray for this, pray for this person, six hours has gone by. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just a well-meaning human. Yeah. But like now eight hours has gone by and I forgot. Now, if I'm home lately, what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to get out an index card and I'll just write the name and prayer request and the date. And I'll shove it up on like, I'll shove it up on the fridge or something because I'll forget. I mean, we get so busy. So I know um, Adam Myers' wife, she she like messed up her hip or something mm-hmm. a couple months ago. And I did that with her. I happened to be home. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm, I did the same thing. I'm like, if I don't do something about it, I'm completely going to forget about praying for yeah. her. Yeah. Because I don't ever see her. I don't hang out with them. So, I right. mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's. I mean, it's right. I think yeah. we're, we're all in our own deal. We're all doing our own thing. And so it's, it's. Now, you know, let me I'll, ask you I'll something. It, but it's like, it's easy to. Now, let me ask you something. Like, with the mental health stuff and things, mm-hmm. I think sometimes a lot of people will isolate themselves when they're going yeah. through tough times. So it's harder to see it. Yeah. I mean, I've had people, people that know me well enough that have kind of reached out before in the past over the years and been like, Hey, you're not posting as much on social media or something. So-and-so like, is everything okay? Like they've noticed my lack of activity type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that can make it difficult to know what people need. Well, and when it's, you know, yeah. In the first responder community, part of our job is to put a mask on is to, yeah. Right. Cause I go to this call and it's, you know, like, okay. So I shared before we went online and like warning, if you don't want to hear something like disclaimer to the listeners, this is gnarly what I'm about to share. It wasn't me. So I was listening to a podcast about the same topics that we do here at the TLE podcast earlier today. And the topic was suicide awareness so they were sharing about a paramedic from Los Angeles area, West Coast at least. He responded to a call. The mom in the house was on uh, on meth, but she was so tweaked out that he gets there and there was like actually her baby was boiling in water on the stove. So he had to, that's, you know, that's a memory or an image that we take in while dealing with this other, well, the mom, right? So all these things. So this dude, it put him on the ledge, right? Why? Like, how would it not? Yeah. That's the thing that I think if you think that wouldn't set you over the edge, you're lying to yourself. So, you know, in his case, he, he had to like somebody just flat out ask him, are you going to hurt yourself? Okay. You aren't, you aren't okay. Are you going to hurt yourself? Okay. And the dude was, didn't have a, uh, an answer that was good enough for his buddy. So his buddy was like BS and just took him to the hospital. Okay. So, so for us, but anyway, back, we were talking 
I kind of got off on a tangent, but we, what we were talking about was we put a mask on because there's always the next call. Yes. So if that dude didn't go home after that call, which, you know, he probably should have, then there was a next call. There was the next thing. Right. right. A couple of weeks right. ago, we had a fatal car accident and then I had a call right after that. Right. And it was something completely different, but we have to give them our best as well because they don't know where I came from. Right. And it's, they don't, it's not, they're not responsible to know that. So we go through the day seeing all this stuff, not properly offloading it and taking care of the next one and the next one. And it's the same for cops. Yeah. The cop gets in the thing where he has to draw down on a dude who's, you know, maybe not being compliant or being threatening. And then the next thing, he's got to go help grandma, you know, with her security system in her house. And then the next thing is some domestic deal. You know, it's the same. Yeah. yeah. And what we do is we cover it up. Yeah. So it's like it. So in our community, it has to be like, like I can recognize it. I know when someone's not, you know, or you look at him like, um, this is a dude that used to be boots shined all the time. And now his stuff is all like gray and faded out. And he's, you know, he's putting on weight. He's not working out anymore. Clearly he seems depressed. And then you just call him out. Okay. Like for us, you know, that's, and so, but for like, Like, I don't know how this will be taken. I'm, I'm just going to use myself as an example. I haven't really done this in quite a while, but I can go on Sunday and everyone will think I'm fine. I'm very good at it. But here's why. Like we've talked about in the military, if they know I had a problem or I'm going for help, they're responsible to relieve me of my weapons if I might be a threat to myself. Then I lose. And a lot of times in the military, what it is is like, okay, yeah, we're good. We're going to get you some help and go ahead and get you on out of the military because you're, you're a liability. Yeah. Now, if, if I had a huge mental health crisis and became like full suicidal now in the capacity that I operate in, or if I'm a police officer, is my partner going to be really able to count on me? You know, and whether he can or he can't, so whether like if I'm a cop, my partner can count on me or not. In my mind, like I don't, I can't say anything because this will be the outcome. Yeah, no, that makes you know sense. What I'm saying no, that makes sense. So, I but, mean, I mean, it's not the same, but I, I, I do feel some of that pressure in my own relationships. Well, yeah. I, I don't want to be the one that's that's you know. Not well, able to have main, a capacity to handle anything and nobody, you know, I'm right. the needy friend and nobody can come to me because I'm always the drainer. I don't want to be that person. Right. Absolutely. And that that part of it is that's global. That's the universal piece. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to be viewed as that. I would say for our community, like first responder community and veteran community, it's a, a level up because you're thinking of not only that. But now you need to, drain you need to hold that kids. capacity to do the right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then, and then, you know, I have been around and I know how to offload and I have people to talk to and I exercise that like liberally. 
I talk to people when I need to talk to them and I get the stuff off. I write it down or I do an episode and talk about it and whatever. I know what I need to do, work out, whatever the case. But at the same time, in my mind, somewhere deep in there, I'm like, I'm the guy. Like, I'm the G-O-A-T. And if something happens to me, I can't say anything because all that goes away and I'm just an old man who should have retired a couple years ago. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like those yeah. are the things we do to ourselves. Yeah. But like, so it's, it's just important. Yeah. What's really important is to tear down all this stigma. Yeah. And it's, it's okay. Like you have to realize that we're going to see so many things in this career and do so many things and same for fire and same for police. As, you know, when I say this all the time, we knew we were getting what we're getting into to some degree, yeah. you understand, Yeah. you know? And so, but you all get yeah. space to be there though. I mean, you all get right. space to feel that because tr- I mean, the idea seems to be that if everybody is, is there, giving that support because I mean the type of family and brotherhood that you describe within this industry, mm-hmm. you guys would fight for each. I mean, you're, you're, you're there when you need it. Oh, so yeah. everybody gets some space to kind of, to have their, those moments so that it doesn't stay there. They don't right. stay stuck in those spaces, you know? Right. So the training piece is to get the people who aren't yet comfortable just yeah. offloading and talking about it to do that. Yeah. Right. And, and so for us, kind of the idea is that like, we really don't want our bosses to know. You know that's I, mean? Fair. I mean, that's fair. I get that. <laughs> like, but like, so this group, this organization today, this was super cool, man. This organization, what they kind of do is they have, it's called project overwatch or operation overwatch. And it's this peer support and they, and this group is, they're a nonprofit and they raise money to help get people treatment that need treatment. Cool. Like, and that's not just the, the, uh, you know, the first responder, it could be the first responders family. They were sharing today on the episode that they've actually had like a group of spouses go get like through this counseling process. Sweet. But they do this thing. Check this out. I'm really going to start pressing for this at MMR. So, Lori, Eric, when you hear this, they have this thing. It's called the buddy system. And what the buddy system is, is people who want to be involved. Like, I would obviously want to be involved. Like, I reached out to this dude to jump on his. So, there would be a profile, like my picture and my profile, paramedic, 20 years, whatever, firefighter, veteran, chaplain, and kind of my bio. And so if somebody needed help, they're like looking at all these options on the buddy system. And then maybe they're, maybe they're a Christian dude, you know, maybe they, they're new to the faith. Maybe they're of the faith and like, okay, oh, he's a chaplain. He'll understand where I'm coming from. And and it's all done by email and it's all confidential. That's awesome. So it's just whatever we hash out or maybe we meet up but it's all between between the the two people you know there's a guy that's like a a veteran and 
and he was an alcoholic and he went through recovery. So someone who's struggling and is feels themselves going down that path, like, okay, this dude, and it's just like, Hey, can you give me some tips? That's you know, cool. it doesn't even have to be like the full story. Like, right. I'm going through some stuff. Can you give me some tips on how you like how, for me, how you are able to keep faith in Christ and do all this and see all this freaking hot trash that we see, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. but it's just, yeah, I just, I've had this moment over the last few months that like that sweet spot of the three things, you know, that pastor Jim talks about, like mm-hmm. your pain, proficiency and purpose. Yeah. Pain. Yeah. Pain. Right. Like, yeah. Pain, proficiency, purpose. Yeah. It's really honed in. Yeah. So it's, but it's tough, man. I still kind of feel like I want to also as like a byproduct of this is help people who are not in this industry and just want to be good listeners, like help teach them how to listen to what it is we're going to say, you know, and not be blown (laughs) because One, I don't want to give anybody post-traumatic stress to just by telling them about my day. And then two, you know what I mean? But hey, I I feel like if the general population can watch the news and sit on social media and see half of the crap that goes around. Yeah. I mean I mean, yeah, like I think any any person that's not maybe used to all that or has a certain sensitivity needs to kind of be careful on all the stuff right. they let in. And but you should know that going in, right? Like, yeah, you would hope. I, w- like, I would hope. For me, so I'm not going to be yeah. part of this. But as, but as far as something like a, a community person that wants to be more aware of what's going on within this industry, oh, you know? believe you me, follow the lighthouse experiment on Instagram and you're going to be aware. <laughs> <laughs> You know, go on, go on a ride along. You know, I think that there's a, a, a way to stay curious and respectful and honoring, you know, um, and hopefully, you know, have a little wisdom and, and receive a little grace to like, hey, you might yeah. say a couple dumb things, but stay, stay curious and supportive of those in your. Yeah, by all means, you know, you know, that's that's important. <sighs> yeah. Like one of my favorite quotes of my own is, <laughs> is like for people who just want to be involved, they want to understand us is like, if you want to know how to help a first responder, first respond to them. Like, don't wait, just, just ask questions, man. Yeah. Ask questions, understand, research it yourself. Don't watch TV shows. Mm-mm. No, it's, that really doesn't ever happen. Yeah. The things they show. I always think it's, I mean, it's just amazing how much medical information. I mean, Isaac and I were talking about the other day. He's like, how many bones do we have in the human body again, mom? And I'm like, shoot, I think it's like 2.30 or something. And so I had to look it up again. And it's just, I don't know. So every time, you know, I talk to you or Leanne or hanging out with you guys and stuff, it's just always cool. Like how much medical knowledge you guys have and how much you know of how our bodies work. And it's just. It's amazing that you can put us back together and keep us from dying most days. Uh But I don't know what day's trash day. Hey, you know what? You don't need to know. It's fine. Your kids are getting older enough that that's their job now. Like, don't even. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, You know? I I mean, there's there's just simple things. I mean, there is something. 
I don't know. I think we run that high constantly that sometimes just the simple stuff, like, it's it's not even a big deal. We don't. I mean, what? Steve Jobs, like, wore the same five outfits, right? So they could simplify decisions in his life so that he oh, could. Oh, yeah. Who are the same that, one? Yeah. So he could keep that brain power to the things that actually mattered. You know, and, and that's right. even that's, yesterday yeah. I was sitting down writing lists of, okay, these are all the things I manage. And to just have a conversation with Nick again on, like, this is what the household looks like, and I feel like I'm taking everything on. How can we better make our right. household more efficient so that I'm not – I mean, there's six of us in this house, and, yes, there's two of them that aren't very productive, and that's fine. But, like, you know, I think right. that's always a good, a good thing. Oh, well. So what we did was because we were sick of doing everything, too. Yeah. So we just made – where they can earn 10 bucks a week. So like doing chores, but to qualify to earn money, their room has to be clean, like spotless by Sunday. Yes. They don't do that. They still have to do the chores because they ain't getting paid. Like, you know what I mean? So they don't get out of doing it, yeah, but they had to, good. we made a little chart on a dry erase board and they, they got to like pick out of a bowl what their chores would be. Okay. And it's just, Keeping everybody productive. Yes. And helping, because you're right, man. When you have, because you have, you have two that, like you say, but you would find, I don't know how Isaac is, but like Reagan was pissed because she didn't get any good chores. And we're like, well, you can Isaac wants to get paid for every single thing. And I'm like, buddy, that's not how it's going to work in this house. (laughs) You're just going to do some things because you're supposed to. But he tries to negotiate all the time. Well, how much would you pay me if I vacuumed the van for half an hour? No, you're going to clean the whole dang van out. And then, depending on how good of a job you did, I might pay you. (laughs) Like, that's how I want to be, you know. He's always negotiating. But, yeah, I mean, but he's, he's, I mean, he's eight. He can unload the dishwasher. He can vacuum. It might not be the best. He can pick up the stuff in the living room. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that he can do, and maybe the quality isn't great. But over the next couple of years, he'll get better at it. Right. You know, so I'm not going to wait until he's 14 and then be b- beside myself because this, like, monster of a teenager doesn't want to participate in my house. You know, I'm not doing that. Oh, no, dude. So. No. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know that everybody's constantly changing. Like, everybody's constantly growing and things are always moving and stuff. So, to renegotiate what the household flow looks like is important. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, yeah it's, it was, had been about a year. So, we had to renegotiate. And, yeah. And we've had to have some reminders. Yeah. We've had to be like, dude, no one's getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys, like, you didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, but then also what I have to remember was where I go wrong is like, so like if Griffin has the trash and the recycles to go out, if the trash is full and I see it, I just had a reflex. Just, no, don't do it. Don't do it, dad. <laughs> don't do it. I so know some of them like, yeah. they get over cause they, it looks like they did it. And, yeah. But they'll say, no, I didn't do it. That's, that's, they that's all have good. integrity enough That's good to be like, did you do this? No. Like either well, my mother-in-law did it or I did it or mom did it or something. Well, and there's always that little bit of like, like I, I want them to do it 85% of the time, but I'll pitch in a little bit because I do want them to like, oh, I could help 
my sister doing this or I could help mom. Like, I don't want everybody to be so separate on like, this is mine. That's yours. Right. I, I do want them to see the benefit of kind of pitching in and kind of tit for tat type thing, helping each other yeah. out. But, but no, like all that dumb stuff. So, I mean, anybody, I feel like in the first responder industry that could, um, streamline some things in their life so they don't have to do some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do. Well, do I got it. good support, man. Like you, you do. Know, yeah. I got yeah. a good manager. And she is my wife and my partner, but also in a lot of ways, business manager. She's managing what's, and like, you know, I had a couple buddies chirp me because her and her dad went to the dealership to set up my lease thing. Dude, I don't. Who cares? Like, she did a dope you're job. Just, she did like, you're, you're just mad because your wife won't do it. Like, you take, <laughs> take advantage of it. Like. Like there, I, there are some things that I do have the capacity to do a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. But there are some things that aren't in my wheelhouse and they are hers. So I'd be stupid if I just tried to muddle through and screw everything up. Yeah. Exactly. That makes no sense. No. Like, and there's things that's my wheelhouse. It's not hers. Mm-hmm. It's called a partnership. That's like the whole mm-hmm. point, but it's effectively yeah, collaborating as a pair. Yeah, dude. In whatever way makes the best of it because of how God has designed you and put you together. I mean, that's just, it's, yeah. I I think that hopefully now in the day and age that we're in that people are wise enough to see a lot of that stuff and be able to make those decisions for their own situation and not, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's funny. So, well, that's really it. I just want to touch on that and like kind of, let the people know we're going to be really, really dialing in yeah. on first responder and veteran mental health, mainly first responder, but yeah, you know, touched on post-traumatic stress and, and ways to deal with that coping skill sets and stuff whether like yeah. fitness or writing or whatever. And then the suicide awareness piece. Yeah. Like you will probably see me, a picture of me holding some site of sign on at least weekly. I just, it's just important to me that people just keep, cause it's one of those things is gross to talk about. So it's easy to kind of, it's, it's all around, but us. it's, it's right. all around us. So it's just, we just gotta like, gotta get after it. So that's that. So I will say this before I fully close out. I will say, hey, listen, if you do need help, if you're going through some stuff, you can hit me personally on Facebook Messenger. Or if you, for some reason, somebody I really know and you have my number, call me. Yeah. And I'll tell you, text me. No, I won't. If I know you need me, I'll answer. But also, if you need professional help, dial 988. Or text 988 and someone will text you back. <laughs> Just be sure to get help before you before you do anything rash get help before you need it and with that thank you freedom center and kingdom builders we'll see you guys next time